0: And welcome to the Big Boss Battle, Big Boss Babble. It's episode 10 now, which is ridiculous. This week, it's a kind of two-player podcast, I guess. Uh, It's me, Dan, and with me today is Toby. Hello. So we've got, what, six topics to discuss and some tangents and stuff. So yeah, it should be good. So we'll get right to it, I suppose. First topic, uh, you've got, you've noted down. Oh, it's about the the Humble acquisition. So IGN have bought out Humble, i.e. the Humble Bundle people. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Go on, uh, take it away, Toby.
1: Well, yeah, IGN has bought a Humble Bundle. Haven't seen much. I mean, of course, the first thing you've got to think about is. Uh, conflicts of interest if you review games and that's which ign does then how are you going to do that is it going to be from our own house or separate no financial details disclosed all that hushy hush but looks fairly interesting not sure what ign's going to go from this but they're expanding and well they're already pretty big where they're going to go next
0: yeah i mean uh from from what I read in the press release, uh, they've been planning it for about a year. Uh, the main the main reason that IGN cited behind it was that they wanted to increase the profile of Humble Bundle. Because obviously, if there's one thing that IGN can do, it's talk to the people who buy video games. So it's largely a marketing based endeavor. But obviously, you don't need to buy out a company in order to help them with their marketing. So yes, if they if they own the the company that they're possibly sending people to to buy games then they're earning money from doing reviews this isn't the first time this has happened gamestop in the uk in not in the uk sorry in the uh in the us are owned by the same people who own i can't remember what the name of the company was but there was a another video game review site was owned by the same people who owned the biggest games retailer in in the us and there was never really too many issues off of the back of that i mean at, at the minute we don't know whether they'll come up with a new disclaimer presumably they will a lot of people you know because humble bundle have a uh they have an affiliate system actually we have we're signed up to it we just haven't deployed it yet we were going to get affiliation disclaimers and all sorts of stuff in in you know locked down uh with the kind of site redesigns that we've possibly got going on across the next world and so that everything was kind of clear and transparent and made sense so if idn owned them they're going to need kind of either a hell of a disclaimer or just something i guess to say we're yeah we're reviewing this game we own a platform that we're about to link to uh actually that's the other thing. Let's you know, let's drop that other issue. If they own a storefront, then they have access to as many keys as they want for the games. So Ooh. running running a competition or running a giveaway, they don't really have to worry about talking to a publisher or a developer in order to secure codes for a for a giveaway because they've kind of already got sure? that in the other wing. Even if the two companies are kept extremely separate, you know, and even if it's just Apparently that player then yeah. there's there's still room for, you know, the walls are thin, as it were.
1: Yeah, so yeah. Well, we'll see in the future, I guess. They do say they want to be separate and just share and grow together, which, you know, fair enough. But interesting to see how this goes, maybe get together in Podcast 50 to talk about it again.
0: <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah, exactly. And you you commented actually. I, I saw your message. So if we do a thing with Humble, which obviously we were intending to do and probably still will, does that mean we'll be working with IGN? Technically, we'll be working with IGN Limited or IGN Corp. So, yeah, theoretically, <laughs> we will be working with IGN if we do that. Nice. Uh, as you do, classic. So we'll see. I mean, it may just be that the Humble Bundle videos suddenly step it up a gear and we see a lot more humble adverts around because IGN already have the connections or even the humble bundles start getting different types of games on there as well as the, uh, as the platform develops. I guess we'll we'll just, we'll just have to see, won't we? Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll switch to the next topic now. Uh,
1: you've yeah. Got, two person podcasts are very, very quick.
0: Two person podcasts are very quick, but this looks like this might be a special guest Ooh. joining us. <laughs>
1: Speaking of,
0: (laughs) Player 3 has entered the game. Oh, he hasn't got a microphone yet. Uh, That's all right. We can wait for a minute. I can can cut. (laughs) I can cut. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing, though. Yes, very good. That was just as a a subject shifted. Test, test. Hey. 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 Hey, I'm back. Hey, man. How's it going?
2: Yeah, it's been interesting. Car broke down. Uh, I was running down the highway. I'm like, I'm going to make it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've got to make it for Toby and Dan. Oh, I'm glad you made it, sir. I'm glad you made and it. Terry, and it... too. Okay. Uh, uh, and so joining us for the rest of the podcast, we've got George. Hey, guys. I'm late. Sorry. Car troubles. <laughs> uh, so the second topic this week is... Overwatch suing a Chinese clone. It's a topic by Toby. So I didn't realise that China was cloning people.
1: Oh, they've been doing it for quite a while. It's very common, I think. James, James often tweets about it. It's been going on for years. I mean, it's fairly common, but apparently now, Overwatch is suing one called Hero Mission. It's a mobile version, and well...
2: I was going to ask what it was called, like,
0: Underwatch? What was it called?
1: Hero <laughs> Mission.
0: Overclock is as well.
1: All the characters are looking exactly the same. It seems to be a very similar pile of skins. It, it, there's no way that um, you can call it fair use. It's just blatant rip-off, but now I don't know any other times a Chinese dev has been sued, but apparently they are now.
2: Well, yeah, that's what happens when you, you know, steal... they steal, like, art and assets? I mean, how is it... What is their ground to stand on that it is a rip-off, exactly? Because, I mean, it's not like they invented the entire, oh, there's heroes, and you shoot each other. I mean, what exactly is the... There has to be something, a reason they're being sued for, right?
1: Yes, well... uh, The characters are... There is no way... They are made on their own, it looks like, but... It's not fair use. It's... Just... Redoing it in your own style.
0: It'll be interesting
1: to see where it goes. I will chuck a link. Yes. But if this goes through, will that create a, um... Was it standard for other cases?
0: Well, there's so many cloned, uh, I mean, obviously you get cloned consoles as well because everything was, everything external was labeled as gambling, wasn't it? And so you couldn't get PlayStations or, or Xboxes Mm. or Nintendo consoles there. And so there were lots of locally created, uh, clone consoles very much so but with set amounts of games pre-installed on them as opposed to individual games being sold Uh there is a big cloning problem but there's also a big cloning problem over here uh with with games on steam and uh games on the mobile stores as well so yeah you're completely right if if blizzard who are often looked to as forerunners in things like this do win this lawsuit imagine how far the the Reaper precedent that's the word could 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 uh rattle through yeah everyone could sue everyone it would be really fun Ooh,
1: a big battle royale of all the lawsuits
0: <laughs> yeah you could drop a hundred developers on an island and see,
1: <laughs> see which one Oh, oh that's a good idea, idea. <laughs> i wasn't quite explicit on it <laughs>
2: Uh, I, I'm going to I'm gonna whip out the devil's advocate card here, guys. It doesn't look that bad. It looks okay. It has a panda with a gun in it. I kind of like it. it that's, is Winston. Exactly... that's just
1: Winston.
2: It's that's just... It's a panda. Winston is a gorilla. There's yes, a gorilla.
1: but they both wear the same suit of armor. They both got the same shape. They both got the same gun. That's the exact same gun as Winston.
2: There's a stormtrooper in this, though.
0: <laughs> the, the robot the the robot cowboy lady is a completely original character. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just
2: saying it doesn't look like uh, that bad. I mean, I haven't seen the gameplay. Obviously, I'm just looking at the trailer, but it doesn't look that bad. I mean, there's there's some imaginative character designs here. I mean, yeah, that's a total rip off of Mercy right there. But <laughs> it's it, there's some okay. It's pretty bad. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, this could definitely have, have some implications if they do successfully see them. I a lot, You know, it's kind of sickening to see how many developers are now just getting kind of so happy. And yeah. I obviously, it's going to be another subject. I don't know if we've talked about it yet or not, but the uh, entire thing with, you know, Fortnite. But we'll, I guess we'll talk about that later. But still, it's getting kind of silly how, I don't know, there's there's protecting your property. And then there's just, I don't know, there's just like kind of sad. This is what the state of the gaming industry is like now.
0: Uh, with With money comes legalities with profit <laughs> comes you know something else yeah so it leads to the dark yeah. side It exactly so the the bigger the industry gets the more we'll see stuff like this the more we'll see some random companies losing a lawsuit and so instead tries to buy out another company that had the idea first i mean we've had people doing the trademark scamming for years haven't we wasn't there a guy who owned the rights to blade was it blade the word blade or I think there was a uh, ed- and Scrolls. Oh yeah, yeah, there was that, yeah. Uh, but but someone, somebody, I'm sure somebody trademarked the name Edge, or something like that. And so any game that had the word Edge in its title, they were. It was this one guy was taking everyone to court. Uh, Sarah uh-huh. waving at me and saying Candy Crush Saga. Yeah, because Candy they Crush did the same, the same thing yeah yeah the gameplay doesn't look that bad that looks fun probably looks just like overwatch <laughs> i kind of but... want to see i want to see a, a a chart or a table or just an article with all of the equivalent <laughs> characters i want to see kind of like the the overwatch character versus the whatever this game is called character i think that'd be pretty cool <laughs> you could do like splits down the middle with like. with one on the left and one on the right so
2: but think if this goes through then we could have this game and like versus overwatch like a terrible fighting game <laughs> oh no
0: that'd be brilliant i mean yeah blizzard might win the lawsuit and just buy him out and then roll all the characters in like hey guys we're we oh, love new characters yeah <laughs> this one looks just like winston but is a panda yes there you go yeah so it, it could be good so so uh yeah we'll move on to the next topic then so, topic three this week is Left 4 Dead 2 is now uncensored in Australia. This one's put forward by Toby as well. Uh, so, what, have they got rid of the green blood or something? Uh,
1: yes, it appears so that originally in Australia the highest rating had was MA15, so every game we released here had to be suitable for that. But now, apparently, we have R18, so... We are now going to get the full uncensored version after eight years, is it now? Yes, it is.
0: It must be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so was the first left for dead allowed? Because I think that was, a, that I think that was a lower rating over here, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. The, the ratings don't translate directly. So were there any other games that were banned as well?
1: That, have I been... haven't heard anything new yet. Yeah, okay. Have a, tumble around of course it's always been a bit confusing because steam and then you can just get it from there and it's a bit of a mess really
0: yeah i mean that that was my next question because obviously this is uh left of Dead two which pretty much on pc the only way you can really get it now i would imagine is through steam and they don't have too much as we discussed previously they don't have too much on regards Or too much in regards to treatment of the locals, as it were, when it comes to Australia. Uh, They've only just rolled out the currency, haven't they?
1: Yep. Oh, soon.
0: Oh, it's not even deployed yet. No, so that's it. So most people were either paying in a foreign currency or just generally uh, VPNing or whatever to to another region anyway to then... Buying another currency anyway and might as well, and then getting around the silly, archaic. This is not allowed here because we said so. Rules.
2: Well, funny enough, I was watching a Let's Play about uh, The Evil Within two recently, um and yeah, I'm really not shocked. I mean, I'm not. I'm not shocked that it was banned because there's a lot of blood, a lot of nudity. There's a lot of kind of crazy stuff in that game, uh and that's like in the first hour, <laughs> just blood, guts, gore, and nudity in the first hour of the game. <laughs>
1: So sounds I mean, I'm not like surprised. A, sounds like Game of Thrones, and every other week, and that's pretty popular.
2: So I guess they they finally just they got they got it to go through finally.
1: That's that's good for Australia. Yeah, yeah we can have a bit of fun. <laughs> did
0: Did you have a similar system with your movies from your experience? So kind of like over here, our video game rating system and our and our movies and TV rating systems were for a while united they were the same uh everything was rated by the same system until we switched over to peggy so okay. so beforehand we didn't have anything banned because it was just because the same way we didn't ban anything on telly we just rated it the same you know we had kind of like oh this has got some light swearing in it this will be a 12 oh this has got some nudity in it this will be a 15 Ah, uh, this guy gets his head cut off and someone spits down his neck this is an <laughs> And so we we had the same the same system in place. So uh, the the system as you know it in Australia did that was that tied to movies or was that for interactive media from the start? Uh,
1: I wouldn't be able to say. Definitely, I've never really looked into it. I don't ever remember an eighteen film being here. It was eighteen, in like a miracle. So it just be a fifteen here. Never really noticed it.
0: Oh, if it is, I mean. No, I guess I'll need to do more research really. But I always found it a bit weird that Australia had uh, such heavy restrictions on certain things. Always seemed a bit odd considering the, I always see Australia as almost very similar to, uh, very similar to Essex around here where people just (laughs) casually swear at each other to say hello. Uh, Uh, That's interesting.
1: Language I'm I'm
0: here. It's just part of common, common vocabulary. Uh, And so it always seemed a bit weird that certain things were restricted when uh, when the language was so uh, similar to here, where anything was allowed, I guess.
2: I, I feel like anything I say on the matter is going to sound racially insensitive. So. <laughs> I just want to say I think Australia is awesome. Whatever their rating
0: system is, it's fine by me. <laughs> yep, Australia is brilliant. Uh, better now, obviously. They're allowed to do things like play Left 4 Dead 2 and pay in their own currency. Does anybody have The Evil Within 2 here? No. <laughs> nope. Uh, I considered for a while buying the first one. Does that count?
2: It's it's really, it's actually really trippy looking from what, from what I saw. It's really just gory and there's this entire thing where you're like entering in the mind. I forget there was a movie with uh, Jennifer Lopez. It was a similar theme, but basically you kind of enter your own mind and then everything's kind of like a nightmare. It's like a little bit of PT and it's just very kind of trippy. Everything, the walls are shifting and there's lots of blood and there's these guy teleporting around killing people, but it's all in their heads. So who knows if they're really dead. It's a lot of Matrix stuff as well. It's pretty cool looking, actually.
0: This was uh, Shinji Mikami, wasn't it? The uh, Resident Evil guy. I have no idea. Probably. I know that he did the first one. Did you play the first one? Uh, no, I was too much of a chicken. <laughs> That's fair. So the from from what little i know about the first one and from what little i know about the second one they sound very different which is which is interesting considering they're in the same series it's nice to see that bigger jump but yeah
2: eh, there's yeah, was, was a cool scene where you get to see a, a little girl's face melt off that was something i'll
0: treasure for quite a while <laughs> classy oh yeah right well that's uh that's us done with the topic of left too dead 2 now being available uncensored in australia Uh, Topic number four is another one from Toby. It's (laughs) um, his opinion that loot boxes aren't gambling.
1: I was just taking it from the website, so it's not my opinion. just want to put that out there. I was going to say. Put the box away. (laughs)
2: Put
1: the torch down, George.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm turning it off now. This is regarding the recent uh, judgment that that loot boxes don't count as gambling, uh, as made by whoever it was made by, some authority that chose... Yes, I mean, it was. That's yeah, it, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they they say that it's not gambling, so, you know, randomised con- getting a randomized thing by paying money is no longer gambling. You know, so that means that slot machines also aren't gambling, uh, and probably other things as well. But yes, if somebody else would like to take the topic... <laughs> That'll be good. Well, I mean, I mean, there, there's, it, I, have a lot, I have a lot of
2: opinions about this because I've looked at this particular piece of information that came out recently, and I pretty much had a, the same opinion that Ghost Terry does right now, which was the ESRB was paid off. Um, but I mean, um, it, fine. In the technical, if you get it down to like the basic, most like stupid level, fine. It's not gambling. But if you look at the methods that loot boxes use the mentality that they they kind of I I want to say prey they do prey upon people because they kind of use the same tactics that you would you do in a casino. I live in Nevada, I know this, I've dealt with this. Uh I've had to gone gone through a, a casino addiction helpline things before, little seminars because we're supposed to help people when we see it happening. But anyways, beyond the point, it's the exact same tactics. And it's really disgusting that the SRB basically just goes, Oh no, it's, it's not gambling. Cause it, it really is. It so is, it's not even funny. Yeah, and yeah. I, the only reason I could think of that they said that is because if they did, there's a lot of legalities that could come from that, from taxes. Um, There would be a lot of probably government eyes turning in that direction to microtransactions, which is become their new staple for making money. That's the only reason I could think of why they said this. And I think the SRB is literally just trying to do these publishers a favor. And I think it's disgusting.
0: I I agree. And I think you're onto something there because obviously loot boxes and in very many ways, obviously not microtransactions, but some of the randomized elements within games that you can spend money on, could possibly then by extension be classified retroactively as gambling because obviously if you're if you're buying counter-strike for instance let's say you buy counter-strike go you spend 6.99 on it and it gives you a free loot box but then you sell what you get from that loot box for profit that essentially makes the purchase of counter-strike go gambling because you put 6.99 in you've got some stuff out you know, which could have had nothing and rubbish in it. Right. And then by selling it, you've made money. So the gambling element is admittedly that, that distant middle bit, but still money goes in at the start. Money possibly comes out for some people at the end. And because of sites that allow you to sell items for cash rather than just steam currency, that puts that there. You're putting money in and if you're getting money out and if somebody says at some point, you know what, it's loot boxes. That's the point that that we have decided that now this bit you're putting money in you're getting money out something happens in the middle that's marginally randomized that is gambling that would have deep repercussions i do agree that the the structure uh the business model is is bad in general because there will be points where games become 99 percent progress is behind this you can speed up your unlocks by doing this shortcut stuff all of a sudden becomes charged and randomized and it it will just be a bit messy but yeah i don't know i i think to be devil's advocate i think that they've done this because of the the repercussions that could have rattled rattled forwards i i don't like i don't like microtransactions i don't like charged loot boxes but they may be the start of a slippery slope but branding them as gambling could cause an even faster decline. Um I'm gonna
2: kinda start of a s I mean start of a slippery slope. I think we're already slipped. I think we're already sliding down here. Things things I mean everything now has a loot box in it. Everything. Every like five major games that are coming out soon have had loot boxes and like Battlefront, uh NBA two K eighteen. Four is a seven. Everything has loot boxes now. I think we're done beyond slippery slope. I think we're already into it. Um, and I think I think this all ties back to one kind of major thing is, is how much does it cost to develop these games? And that's another subject that I've seen cropping up a lot this week, which is how much should games cost? Is $60 enough now? Do games will even cost $60 now because technically if season passes, all that kind of stuff. And I think that's, this plays a large part in that conversation as well. And I think at the end of the day, ESRB was not looking out for consumers. They were looking out for publishers. And that's why they made that edict. I think that's why they said that. Because they don't want to draw the wrong attention, and
0: they want to get away with it as long as they can. The, the the counterpoint and the only counter, counterpoint that i want to make against that is that even if they started charging uh charging 100 bucks for the game rather than 40 or 50 or 60 bucks mm-hmm. if if they start doing that they're still going to put loot boxes in there now so oh, if, yeah. If, yeah, if we're, right. we're already we've already unleashed that you know we've already opened that door now uh, so sadly oh. this will be a part of it no matter what they charge exactly um, you are right uh with season passes and stuff like that the price of a game has crept up but then it should have naturally inflated over time to be honest with you it should it should realistically be be more in some in some cases uh but nobody's really got the stones to to push it up it happens every so often when a console comes out and it kind of sticks around for a little bit longer here and there but uh but yeah uh gosh i d- I, I i don't know
2: it's a it's it's, it's a top, it's it's me, it, it's a tricky topic because what at what point in time did we request rendered clouds? You know, what I mean, when did we request these perfectly digitally enhanced faces that cost you know 3,000 man hours to create? Um, I don't remember requesting that, but that was what the I mean, essentially, developers kind of jammed down people's throat and said, Hey, this is what. The future is this is what you want. This is what's important, and then we accepted that, and that's what drove up costs. Not, I don't feel like the the price of games going up was not necessarily directly demanded
0: from consumers. It was provided by developers. True, uh, but that technology has rapidly evolved. We can hardly complain that the technology's got better, but but yeah, maybe it's it's not as efficient as it once was. I mean, if if the quality has increased tenfold or you know ten thousand fold but the the amount of effort required to go into it, the actual cost of the project has increased at the same rate, then it is it is a race for the best effect rather than a base a race or rather than a consideration of kind of efficiency i guess really. exactly
2: yeah, and then you kind of sacrifice you're sacrificing basically you know price for for what. For a rendered cloud, for a really pretty game, but it has to cost like one hundred and twenty dollars for it to make profit. Suddenly, it well, then what? Why don't
0: why don't they release? This is Dan's ridiculous idea for the week. Why doesn't the next Call of Duty just come out in you know two D with no textures for fifteen quid, and then for a fiver? But <laughs> <laughs> you can see where I'm going here.
2: I I see where you're going, but again, they're they're the ones that set the standards. We didn't set the standards. They're the ones that said, hey, this is the next generation. This is what every game needs to look like. And because of that standard they set and we accepted, now essentially we're being passed the buck, being held accountable for how much that game now costs, even though they set the standard. Does that make sense?
0: I agree. Mm -hmm. Do you buy loot boxes? Right,
2: Yeah. Then that that's how they're offsetting their prices out. They're setting offsetting the prices with season passes, loot boxes, and they're gonna get away with it as long as they can until either the ERCRB pulls their head out of their asses and does say it's gambling, or the government finally turns their eye in this direction and realizes, hey, there's probably a buck to be made here. Let's tax the crap out of that uh or something, you know, or like Valve has been battling the crap out of those gambling sites like you mentioned. There are people that are trying to get the there are people that are looking at this and trying, starting to realize that this is horribly, horribly wrong. But I think Valve is also looking after themselves. But anyways, that's beyond the point.
0: So, Toby, I know you've been itching to talk about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So, <laughs> do you want to... Well,
1: what I was saying, say um, PUBG's loot boxes, I think, are one of the better examples. They're not good, but they're not bad at the same time. The idea is that there's no way to buy... Money, it's just it is solely bought through in game coins which you get by playing the game. That you can't drop a tenner and get a few more crates, that's not physical. The only way, of course, you can do bots, but you just have to play the game to get crates. Granted, you can sell the points, the uh, items you get afterwards, but the only way to actually get crates is by playing the game, which I think we should do more of. That is a Really good idea.
2: Oh yeah. I'm I'm not I don't think loot boxes are inherently like an evil concept that should be like destroyed. I think there's there is room for them. I think there is great possibilities for that concept. I just think just like human nature always is, it's it's something that somebody created Probably is a good idea, and then somebody took it and used it for evil. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. PUBGs might be have great loot boxes. I, for one, personally didn't mind the loot boxes in Star Wars Battlefront. Um, the, during the open beta, I don't know if anybody played that, but I don't think they're inherently evil. I just think they're being used for evil.
0: Yeah, I agree that crates, randomized crates, can be a good way to unlock things if developers have put ten thousand items in a game. Getting a random item from a crate—it's the same as you know getting awarded a random item at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, it's it's one way to do it. Uh, the the difference is, I suppose, when you've got super powerful items that can simply be bought, or sorry, not simply be bought, but can you know you can buy a chance to possibly get them, and that brings us back to the problem here. You, but you said player unknown battlegrounds, there's no there's no kind of like here's five bucks, give me four crates. Yeah.
1: There's nothing you can't get any better at the game by paying money or playing more. It's just aesthetic items. If you want to wear a fashionable miniskirt, you can either play a bunch of games, get the crates, or if you want, you can go to the market and buy straight up. There's no buy ten crates and hope to get it. You will buy this item for this much money straight up, and you you will look nicer. There's, I think that's the best way of doing it, really.
0: Cool. Well, yeah, we'll call this uh, we'll call this topic to an end. So this was Toby saying that loot boxes are a really good thing. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so for topic number, what is it? Five. Yep. So for topic five, uh, I have put down. Anyone know about all these Oculus things? Uh, basically, Oculus, who I think are owned by. Facebook, aren't they? They've just announced a gone. standalone version, which is cheap. Well, cheaper, Ooh. uh, 200 smackers. It'll cost. Um, and it's standalone. Doesn't need to be plugged into a PC. Uh, doesn't need to be something else as well, which I was told earlier. Uh, the whole idea of it is that it will be an entry level or a lot closer to an entry level aimed at, uh, kind of Joe public to try and make VR a bit more widespread which will then subsequently create more of a first for the video game market. I don't I I keep hearing bad things about Oculus's business practice, uh but I don't know much about it because VR hasn't really piqued my interest. Uh, does anyone else know much about this?
2: Well, I I mean I I have heard that there were going to be a be a price drop which all I have to say to that is thank god because the prices that they were charging for Something they wanted everybody to get their hands on was ridiculous. Um, But I didn't hear... So it is a stand... So it's, like, essentially its own kind of console now? It's its own... It literally can just work on
0: its own? So it's called, like, the... Well, it's listed as the $200 Go. or, Or the Oculus Go. And uh, yeah, basically, it's it's standalone. I don't know how it charges. I don't know any of any of that rubbish because I've not really looked into it. But uh, there's a lot of pictures circling of of people smiling, wearing it, and pointing something <laughs> in the general direction of something that they can see that other people can't. So yeah,
2: it's an interesting concept, and I definitely think that um, the VR needed to go this way. I think it needs to detach itself. From the computer, I think it needs to detach itself from a PlayStation. It needs to become its own thing. It needs to essentially become its own console. I think this
0: is definitely a good first step, actually, for them. Oh, the the tech guy, Terry, is uh, sending out. messages through the ether. Yeah, uh, he's he's telling us he's telling us that it does inside-out tracking. Though he also doesn't know what that means.
2: Uh, I'm guessing it just has like a bunch of sensors on the outside of it that detects. Based around what's you're kind of moving your head around. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. just me talking out my ass. Uh,
0: I'm guessing it's got gyros in it, uh, and lots of gyros, and then so many, more, so many gyros. Lots of gyros, and probably a couple Tyros. of fidget spinners, and Tyros. some Tyros. Chemi- chemical X, and Ooh. lots of other stuff.
2: But I, I think it's a cool thing. I think it's a great. thing. I don't think I, I mean, there's really. I don't. Oculus is. I mean, they're. They're the guys that, you know, when you hear VR, you probably think of. Um, but I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, I wanted to see VR, because I, I I got to experience VR like a couple months ago and it was kind of cool. So I mean, it's a cool thing. I think it's it's a $199, it's a definitely a fair price. Uh it's 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 a I think it's a price that anybody can probably get into these days now. I mean, 200 bucks is nothing to shake a stick at, but it definitely it does make it a lot more approachable.
0: Definitely, it just depends on what they are planning on bringing to it. I mean, oh, yeah. if it if it will if it will have a selection of games that are currently available on the on the Rift Store available on it, then then bonus, you are laughing. You've essentially bought a console at a console well cheaper than a console price, and that's great. Uh, if it's going to integrate with other media and that's not ready from the get go, then it's a problem. So I, I think. Really, we need to view the Go, the Oculus Go, as a new console, I guess, and it needs to be it needs to be judged on those terms. It's it's technology and it's advanced, and it might have games on it, or it might just be movies. We we just don't know at the minute, but it it could be good for VR. Uh, I'm still of the I'm still of the mindset that VR and AR need to move forward at the same time. Uh, that we need to have, you know, headsets that are almost like HUDs, you know, a, a set of glasses you put on and it's got a transparent mode and an opaque mode and one obviously being VR and the other being AR. Uh, but price going down is, is always good and we'll, we'll just have to see where it goes from there. Toby, have you got any opinion on headset VR things?
1: Looks kind of cool. Not really a massive fan of Oculus to facebook if i'm lucky and all that but i mean more vr is good vr really the more people it gets to the bigger the industry will become and it looks pretty cool
2: you know what it is gonna have i I can guarantee you it's gonna have one thing oh no you know what's that yes porn
0: (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) lots and lots of it no doubt
2: oh yeah and now you don't have to be connected to your computer or your playstation so you can go
0: and hide in the cupboard or something exactly
2: fap on the go fap (laughs) on the go
0: (laughs) and it's called the go as well so it's perfect (laughs) FAP go yeah there you go uh sad but that will be what moves it forward as we discussed in a previous week
1: uh portable though it's still a big headset
0: i missed the week where we talked about porn man (laughs) you did indeed yes you did indeed Oh yeah, but right. uh, but yeah, no that that will move it forward and yeah the price dropping and and everything it it could be good. VR. So will you buy it? That's the question. Maybe you going to buy it? Nah. Well, I'm... <laughs> like I said, I'm waiting for VR and AR to merge together. I want. Uh, I'd also want if I'm going to go to VR, I'd probably want something that's going to be able to read signals from because at the minute all of this stuff's got hand controls hasn't it and there's a couple of things that have got eye controls and everything's got tilt controls and gyro controls but nothing kind of reads what you're doing with your legs so the big problem with vr at the minute from what i see uh other than room scale stuff is that it can't really tell how you're moving so you're having to use your hand input to tell the game that you want to move forward And that's Mm -hmm. kind of very jarring and breaks the experience. I mean, I'm sure it's extremely immersive anyway. I've seen people falling over and stuff when they put the headset on and things like that. But but if if they can get it so that you can do the leg movements, then I think I will consider adapting. But I I don't know how far down the line down the line this is. But leg movements sounds like work. Well, yeah, but you could do it like I don't know. It could be, I don't know, but I, could you imagine running across Skyrim? Actually running across it? Hell no! <laughs> or it could read. It could read some of the kind of nervous twitches and stuff. I mean, you, you remember when you remember when the Connect Two launched and they were showing all of the uh, facial recognition and the stuff where it scanned the. The, the blood vessels and the veins and arteries. And so it could see when you were thinking about moving and stuff like that. You know, if it had that kind of level of information being brought in, then then just thinking about moving could essentially be doing that in the game. It'd be pretty cool. Imagine imagine going to jump in real life, going to jump. And then in the game, it makes you do this amazing kind of Superman style, stories high leap across this open world sandbox it'll be pretty cool so in other words you'll be getting into vr like 20 years from now that's what you're saying <laughs> it, the way it's moving it could be 20 months it's not going to be 20 months it'll be 20 years but yeah sure okay. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us on to the last topic for this week so topic six this week is, oh, this is something I noted down and didn't turn into a proper topic. But yeah, everyone plays Civilization, right? It looks like they're doing a tweak to the newest one's religion uh, as a free update that's coming out across the next while. Uh, really, this was just a discussion topic to get people talking about Civilization. But uh, But the enhancements and the changes are going to change the way that combat works between the religious units, as well as... Fixing some other bugs and changing some other bits and bobs.
1: Yes, so doesn't seem to be much of a change, just needs to be a bit more content, religious, a bit more competitive. Yeah, looks like it should be a bit more useful.
0: Did you play much of the recent one, Toby?
1: Yes, I did. I think I reviewed it, if I remember?
0: I think that was one of your first reviews for the site, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, it was. But uh, religion to me, has always taken a kind of backseat to the main game. It always feels really oddly balanced. Uh, it's something that you really need to commit on commit too early. Civilization has this big problem for me, wherein uh, if you go down one of the other victory routes, you can always fall back on violence, uh, <laughs> just like real life. Uh, and <laughs> but but as the civilizations have gone further along it's become easier to jump between which one you're aiming for so you can now kind of you know refocus on a science victory or refocus on just trying to get a whole mass of money and pumping that into something or refocus on on a cultural victory uh whatever the various civilizations decide that's won by uh but religion's always been something that you have to kind of have in place right from the start and i've never really seen the benefits of that in the game I recently recently tried it in the newest Civ and I just thought it was a clunky mess, uh, where a couple of the different faction leaders were just spamming these these religious units from the get-go and it became just like a constant war. Every turn there were kind of a dozen, two dozen of these units just running into each other. And the thing with the religious units as well is that there's only two or three or four throughout the entire extent of the game so and only a couple of them can actually combat each other so it's pretty much this unit with this statistic fighting this unit with this statistic just bashing into each other and not really winning anything it was a like a big tug of war really but with evenly matched sides uh yeah so i (sighs) i it it's almost too little too late i'm sure that i'm sure that one of the civilizations will come out with religion in it and it will feel brilliant and i'll really want to give it a go but the in my opinion the the best uh implementation of religion was the i think it was civilization four where it was introduced as one of the expansions and because it was an expansion that, that it was it was just a big overhaul and it felt really good and felt really natural and yeah it was And that felt good. But everything else, it feels kind of tacked on. I don't know. Hmm. But then who knows? Who knows what Civilization 7 will have in it when it launches in four years' time? Three or four years' time? Nukes.
1: Nukes everywhere.
0: Well, yeah, obviously there'll be nukes and there'll be technology and loads of stuff in there that's already in there. But who knows what kind of big shift they'll put in it? Because every civilization, every new iteration, completely changes at least one or two features from the previous ones. I mean I was, I was saying to you earlier Toby that the the very first civilization you didn't have worker units. You just had to build extra settlers uh and you used them to build roads and you used them to build irrigation. They also used to have diplomat units for the uh barbarians and for the players and if you moved the diplomat unit onto an enemy unit you could bribe the unit into joining your faction so if there were loads of enemies about to attack you but you had loads of money you could just buy all of their units out and send them back against them so that was really cool Uh, but obviously it was a bit overpowered when people got used to it and so that's one of the things that over the years kind of faded away and and didn't didn't return but and you look at some of the other changes that have happened recently uh, things like going to the hex system rather than rather than squares that they were on before and going from stacks of doom to carpets of doom and then into the new one <laughs> the new one where you can only support kind of two or three units per city but you need to siege an enemy city in order to get in because they've got health points some absolutely massive <laughs> yes carpets of doom george <laughs> so what like, is a carpet of doom so 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 in pre Civilization 4, you could have as many units on a single tile as you wanted. Uh, Civ 4 had that as well. Yeah, yeah. Civ 4, 1, 2, 3, and 4, you could stack as many units. So what you'd do is you'd you'd have 20 or 30 units inside a tile and you'd move them to the next tile all at once. And that was a stack of Doom. And so a pillar of
1: Doom was there.
0: And, and so you'd just... Or a pillar of Doom, yeah. Uh, and gotcha. so... When you're fighting one of these you're, you're literally smashing one stack into another stack and it just goes on forever and oh my goodness and it was kind of rubbish as well because it meant that you could just move a single stack all the way around a map it only needed one tile to to go anywhere so completely ridiculous so they changed it and they changed it so you could only have one military unit on each tile which was what came in with civ5 uh but because it was still quite easy to get to buy units they were still quite affordable there weren't really any punishments i think at the time it was happiness wasn't it in civ 5 you had to balance happiness unless Mm. that was four uh you you would instead build carpets of doom uh which were obviously these big swaths of this big stretch of units that you just march forward one tile one tile at a time uh and then obviously in the new one what with sieging and the cost of units having gone up massively, you, you don't really have that. It's kind of cured. Uh, but yeah, who knows what we'll see in the next one? Uh, and who knows who will be the lead on it? To be honest, because they always seem to come out of nowhere. They're always somebody who made a mod for for one previously, or or somebody who's kind of almost a fresh face to the company. They they never they never reuse a lead. So it it should be interesting. Uh, I do think we should all have a civilization match at some point. Time zones permitting. But yes.
2: I don't own the latest Civilization, I'm sorry. I still own
0: five. Yeah, uh, five's good. I I personal favourites four, I think. I really enjoyed four. That or if was amazing. If people have got Alpha Centauri, that was that was enjoyable as well. Uh I'm, I didn't play much Civilization uh beyond Earth. But yeah. Well Debbie the spirit of Terry has just spoken to me through the Eva. And has just informed me that he stopped playing when he went to Hex, so we could all play Civ Four then. That that sounds like a deal. But yeah, uh, I don't know if anyone's got any uh, anything they want to say about Civilization. As we're kind of as as at the minute, it's just me vomiting all over the place <laughs> CIV. Yeah, I got nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, said pretty much all there is to say. Uh,
0: yeah, I kind of covered it. Yeah, that's no, that's that's absolutely fine. I mean, c- Civilization. Oh. Oh. When is the uh, update expected to launch? Is
2: it going to be free? is it is it paid? what What's going on with it?
0: It's free and it's free. yeah, yeah, it's it's free and it's coming as part of the full update, so it should oh, be cool. should be shortly. They have been pushing these updates out seasonally, uh, they've also been releasing extra extra factions. I believe they released Australia, was one of the first ones that they released, and a couple of hey. others as well. Uh, each with their own mission, similar to what they did with the last one. Uh, at the minute, it doesn't look like they're going to be doing expansions, which is a bit odd. Uh, I can't remember if they did any with the last one, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, that, so yeah, that was, that was civilization and it's religion update and me talking a lot about civilization, which was very fun for you all, I'm sure. Uh, and we've got a bonus topic this week. It looks like George wants to talk about something that the spirit of Terry would be disturbed by. So, uh, yeah, go crazy, George.
2: I want to talk about PUBG. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because, I mean, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but I
0: want to talk about it now because I'm here. Uh, Did Terry just say something? (laughs) I, I think that was just so many rude words that <laughs> it, it just fell silent and then <laughs> but yeah definitely on on discord his his little face lit up all over the place <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I was brought him back from the dead no um no I, I don't know if we've talked about this but i want to talk about it anyways do you guys think that the developers of PUBG should sue the developers of fortnite
0: I think they will be unloading a shotgun into their feet if they do that. What because do you do you the engine that they use is made by
2: <laughs> Right, Epic, which Epic. is more reason for
0: them to have kind of grounds to stand on, isn't it? Well, I think surely the, uh, as, as I think Terry mentioned, because we did touch on this briefly before. Uh, I... believe that the (laughs) the licensing for using of the engine uh actually states that there is some come there is some kind of pullback that uh you're kind of not allowed to sue because of certain things and and an epic would probably find it quite easy to twist oh not to twist i suppose but to use the full extent of uh extent of the terms of conditions to somehow turn it back against whatever they're called blue bite blue hole not blue bite blue hole. settlers guys oh, blue hole. Now. that's it uh yeah I, I i get the feeling that uh much like when silicon knights went up against epic they could probably just laugh it off and find something in the terms and conditions and then get them to back down and and like once again we discussed before uh if you look at the situation where Daisy went solo and started being developed on a new engine it you know success doesn't always translate to success when there's a big change in the middle I think uh, I think uh, Fortnite which is obviously the cause of all of this issue I think Fortnite has now had 10 million downloads in two weeks so yep. it's it's doing extremely well as well i know it's not a million sales every week which is what player unknown battlegrounds has done over the last 10 weeks or whatever it was but but it's it's also silly stupid big numbers and uh,
2: <laughs> i mean my my thing was with, with it was is that it, it's they they have the engine they're so close And I'm actually, yes, I'm going to say I'm defending the developers of PUBG here. They're so close to the development of the game and that they came out with almost an exact, it it is an exact copy of the exact same experience. It's the same game, just this one's on console now ahead of PUBG. And I just think that's kind of wrong.
0: What about if we took 50 developers from Bluehole? And 50 developers from Epic and drop them on an island together. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's good. Thanks, you're a week Tell me, have you
2: played Fortnite? You played Fortnite, right? I remember you talking about that or with somebody else. I,
1: I have not yet. I've tried to download it, but I haven't been able to actually download it yet.
2: Okay. Why? Do you, do you think there's a case here? Do you think that they should just let it slide?
1: I think there's definitely a case, but... It'd be interesting to see how it goes and of course the engine and the presence in the past will make it very hard to game it. But it from what seen, it has been very similar and there is at the very least Fortnite should be uh Epic should be at least a little quieter. They should go, Hey, this is our new PUBG, come play this instead of PUBG should have been a little more subtle, I think.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big issue. The biggest issue here. The the reason it's all came to come to this point is because uh Epic made it very obvious that this was intended as a competitor uh, to PlayerUnknown Battleground. If Epic had simply said, oh, and hey, we've got some great new modes coming. Uh, we've got a tag team wrestling mode coming for some reason. Uh, bowling. Everyone loves bowling. There's going to be some bowling in the game. Oh, man, love bowling. We're going to put some arcade machines in there, and you can play a knockoff of uh, Space Invaders, which is going to be really cool. Uh, Pipe Dream. Got Pipe Dream in there. And we've got a mode where there's going to be 100 players all fighting each other. Oh, and there's gonna be a karting mode. <laughs> if they'd done it like that, then then it wouldn't have gone down the same way. But because they pretty much pitched it as a competitor to to it, you know, uh, I believe they even used the name of the uh game in their advertising, it it caused problems. I mean, we yeah, had that so issue over here with Oh, sorry, go on Toby.
1: I was just agreeing with you that yeah, actually using PUBG in the advertisements and such was is one of the big points.
0: We had we have a big thing over here, uh with our advertising stuff. I don't know if it's the same in America, I don't know if, if it's the same in Australia or elsewhere. But over here, a lot of adverts say this is the best, you know, washing up liquid, whatever, uh dishwasher fluid what they're allowed to do they're allowed to say we're the best they're allowed to say we're better than all of our competitors but you're not allowed to actually name your competitors in the advert so you can say oh this is fairy and here's a leading supermarket alternative and here's this you know and so you can do these you can do these presentations on the adverts but you cannot name that other person's name if you say you know we are this and we are better than this and actually use the names that's it boom you're in court and and that's that's the grounds that are being pushed here this has been a really kind of litigious episode this week hasn't it well i didn't have a subject this week so i wanted to come in with something (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i don't know if that's the same with you guys i don't know if you've got like hi we're you know
2: uh In America, we're, we're actually, I've, I mean, for the most part, like I've seen McDonald's bash Burger King. I've seen Burger King bash really? McDonald's.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's actually, it's a, that happens here all the time. Oh, me Okay, right. Right, well, you can't do it over here. If if McDonald's were like, hmm, yeah, this is a tasty McDonald's burger. Hmm, not like that filth from Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if they did that, it'd be like, right, legal time. You know, and all of a sudden, McDonald's wouldn't be advertising on TV anymore. So then again, I don't think they can properly advertise now anyway. They, they certainly, is it alcohol can't show people smiling over here What? <laughs> on the adverts. And, and really? And junk food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can show happy people. And they are, can't be smiling people. when they're drinking booze. Yeah, there was something about not showing happy people drinking alcohol uh, over here. Uh, fast food, they're not allowed to advertise certain things now because we had a massive uh, a massive health and whatever tightening over here but uh yeah the only reason i
2: wanted to ask this question and it, it was kind of tied to what we were talking about earlier is it just to me it seems like if overwatch gets to sue these chinese developers for what's essentially kind of a blatant copy even though i like the panda and the stormtrooper um why is fortnite getting away with this you know it just to me it's um it it, it the, the wires just seem to cross there, and it just doesn't seem exactly. Uh, again, I hate to be say this; it just doesn't seem fair. <laughs> I, I I don't I am for the record I've never played PUBG. I don't care about Fortnite. I don't care about either of these people, but I just think that it's a little bit strange that they get to get away with this.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what becomes of all these cases. I mean,
2: well, they're not okay. suing, so I don't I don't think there's any kind of litigation going on. if more. I'm, From what i'm aware
0: i mean if all of these bigger companies are allowed to start throwing money around then they're going to end up doing that to little companies when they step on their toes and we'll see things like the scrolls situation with bethesda uh and and other stuff like that and that's frankly not fair on the smaller companies that's that's basically big business bullying small business out and and that will happen if these if lawsuits like this start going on so obviously there is a moral situation which is what we've got here with the advertising and what we've got here with the cloning uh there risks being a point where it's not moral where it's about profit and that's what we could be looking at the formative stages of and that's it for episode 10 of the big boss battle big boss babble I have been Dan. I still am Dan, but I have been Dan. Also with me this week was Toby. Goodbye. And we were joined along the way.
2: I made it, baby. I made it. I told you I'd be
0: here. Stupid car. (laughs) He did indeed make it. So that's it. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye -bye.
2: Come on.